Hello and welcome to another episode of Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra, here today to chat about some more off-season happenings in NWSL. We're also going to chat a little bit about the expansion draft and maybe give our opinions, for sure, confirmed opinions of Chicago and how they handle things uh, despite not uh, um, participating in that event and having full roster protection. So we're uh, going to get into to everything, including some fun things that we're excited to, to talk about that are maybe not so Chicago Red Stars related, but still uh, women's pro sports related. And uh, can't do any of that stuff alone when you take deep dives. So I'm joined here today, as always, by my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Claire, how are you doing today? I'm good. Sorry, I in under the wire my, my my microphone just disconnected but now we're back on back on oh back online. success yeah i did it i didn't even need to disclose it but i was so flustered um i'm good uh no it's been a i mean we'll talk about this it's been a very 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 busy couple of weeks um in ways that are a little bit overwhelming but also i is it it's exciting i think i think it's been a it very is exciting exciting time I mean, Folks, if you go here, you come here for the Chicago Red Stars and to hear what Claire and I have to say about it. And I think that we've done two pretty lengthy back-to-back episodes, taking some deep dives, talking about deep dives, taking some deep dives into um, the off-season that's been happening for for Chicago and and thoughts and feelings and opinions on that. Um, And we're going to continue to do that. So this one's, we're going to treat everyone, including ourselves, and this isn't going to be as as lengthy as, as maybe those other two have been but there was an expansion draft that finally took place if you've been catching up with everything we talked a little bit about how chicago um essentially traded themselves out right of those two um of those two teams uh, angel city and san diego and the expansion draft for for full roster protection and how that looked and uh a number of teams did that not just chicago really but we sort of took the angle of like well how does this look for the big losses right that chicago kind of took and we were we definitely we leaned into it a little bit we definitely leaned on the and the loser end of the spectrum for chicago and honestly after taking a look at everything that happened coming out of the expansion draft event claire i think we're still staying there yeah i mean woof yeah i mean i think the only team that came out of expansion draft night without getting anything back losing stuff without getting anything back were racing Louisville and OL rain. So Houston was compensated for their losses. Portland was compensated for their losses. Um, I guess the spirit, the spirit didn't get anything for, for their half loss there. Um, But yeah, you saw some teams figure out ways to walk away with some assets kind of, again, even on, even on draft night, the Orlando pride, um, was paid very, very well for, for the loss of Alex Morgan. Um, yeah, the dash were, the dash kind of made some tricky business, which I thought was, was interesting. Um, and then you saw Gotham get involved. Like it was, I, I enjoyed it in that again, with this feeling, and I've spoken, I've spoken to people from both California teams this week and they have not moved for a single person who did not want to go like they full stop. They've said that. So with that understanding, I thought it was kind of fun sort of seeing how things got moved around. What did you think, Sandra? I enjoyed it. It was fun. We got to cover it for big CBS, right? And that was fun. Well, not big CBS, but lots of different platforms on CBS. It was on cable. Um, That's cute, right? 
It was on cable. I got yeah. to say hello in my blazer bed. That's right. right. You got you got socks 35th. I that's see, everyone was like, it's Sandra. And I'm like, it's Sandra's socks 35th sign. That's right. That's, that's the right. one that counts. That's yeah. that's the star of the show, baby. Every single time. I uh, gotta let the folks know. But yep. yeah, I just I think the quick reactions of it is you just sort of had to just look at the event and what it was gonna be because we knew with the really wild and chaotic transfer window that had taken place place ahead of it that obviously that event was going to look different you only had a handful of teams sort of participating within that so maybe it wasn't going to be whatever the league was anticipating that it was initially going to be and I think the real winner in all of this is what like you know the ban expansion drafts basically I think maybe that's that's the that's the real winner the movement to ban expansion yeah it's true is 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 the real real winner in all this because even in having this event, there was just so much movement outside of it, around it, right? With a lot of clubs sort of echoing similar sentiments. It wasn't just Chicago here, right? That was saying like, we wanna do things the right way. We wanna do things that'll benefit the player. We wanna have those conversations. And Claire, I know you can probably like attest to it the most because I know you have been like chatting a little bit with some of the Cali folks, but that's like, that rings true for, right. for some of those franchises as well. Like they don't wanna make those moves without having those conversations with players or sort of poaching or going after anyone that's not interested in being there with them. Yeah. And I think one thing, maybe the one thing I can say in Chicago's defense um, this week is when, when, when the California teams were talking about the reasons why general managers for each other NWSL club wanted to do these deals. um, They talked about, yeah, they talked about assets back and that sort of a thing, but they really talked about just not wanting to put that freaking list out. And I just do think that every single team that made these deals and that's where it's like interesting with Portland, right? Cause Portland made two deals, but they still had to make that list, but yeah. then they got kind of weird with it. Right. Like they left Becky Sauer, like they left some players off and yeah. maybe they just were like, please, please, please don't pay attention to this. But, um, it's not good for your locker room culture to have a list of nine and then the rest are, are unprotected. It's not, yeah. it's not useful. It's not conducive to a good locker room culture in the future to have to even make the list at all. And I think that that, Chicago is absolutely part of that where I think that they just don't want anybody on that squad to see just in bold type, what kind of value the team places on them. So kudos, kudos to those teams, I think. Yeah. I'm going to get one on that. I think like a lot of people too, will just try to boil it down to like numbers, right. If you're right. coming at it from like the Chicago angle of it all right to expansion sides, um, but ended up making that opening, trade window move losing a handful of players you're talking gordon and inert sage city johnson doniak uh turnbow right to san diego and then also stanton to to all rain so maybe in that opening window we look at it is is you know six or seven players and they got back what was it twenty five thousand dollars in allocation money right and all of this and, and like a pick or so and so there's maybe that angle where people are taking where it's like well based on all the numbers that are coming out post, you know, expansion draft and new trade window, that's still an L for Chicago. But then there's maybe the other side of it where you're looking at the roster protection and you're like, well, they protected one of the, you know, top four midfields in the league. They, they signed four U S women's national team players to club specific contracts. Those are other numbers and maybe angles that people are going to try to maybe take a look at for, silver linings within that all right yeah Uh, but it was tough it was tough at the end of the night to sort of see those big round numbers coming out of expansion i was like oh boy yeah 
I mean, it's a good argument for half protection, right? Rather than full protection. Like, I mean, I think the one, the, the thing you can look at is that obviously, so if you look at the two tales of maybe Julie Ertz and Christy Mewis, right? Where um, with the understanding that, that Julie Ertz was amenable to a move, um, so was Christy Mewis, right? These are two <laughs> cornerstones of the midfields of these two clubs. Uh, and so you have clubs that understand that they can't, shouldn't hold on to a player that doesn't want to be there. Um, so they say, okay, what do we do? Uh, Chicago sends Julie Ertz for free in a package deal with another top player who might've been chosen in, in, in an expansion draft. Um, the dash just left me was unprotected and said, okay, let's, let's figure this out. Let's facilitate this. Right. Um, San Diego works out this deal with Gotham to send, send Mewis over to Gotham. San Diego makes, I think 50 K on that deal. The dash is paid 150 grand by the league. That's not even an asset given to them by one of the other teams. They were compensated by the NWSL itself for losing that player. Yeah. So which is the better deal, Sandra? What do you think? (laughs) Oh God. Uh, (laughs) Listen, we talked about it in in that previous episode and we, we, we both threw on our, our GM caps. We both put on the sporting director cap and we're thinking of these things. and, And we said it, we were like, listen, that's, that is what the expansion draft is. Right. You know, whether we have this new view of it or not, after this particular event that just took place going into it it was like it's the first time there's ever been a double expansion you gotta try to make a deal the best deal you can with one and you gotta like roll a dice with the other and take high risk potentially high reward and while you can try to get maybe the roster protection in one maybe try to make a deal with another and i think houston dash had the best plan laid out yeah they, they, they protected the nine that they wanted to protect. They left a number of players unprotected, and that included their U.S. Women's National Team allocated player. Mm-hmm. And they dared a team to take them. And San Diego was that team to do it. And so they ended up just getting compensated just because of it. Right. Uh, and I think that that's probably the best blueprint that could have been out there for any team to follow that is trying to protect what is considered like a core right of their roster you're talking about players if you're looking at houston dash recent history i guess their core would be considered this this team that went on a run for that 2020 challenge cup right maybe that's the team that you're still deciding to run with and a good chunk of them they decided to to protect with the exception of of maybe obviously mewis and maybe of asali who frankly just fell off (laughs) like just just fell off and was battling injury just sort of never made her way kind of back into the into the mix and and I guess Houston could thank Maria Sanchez for that and they're about to be getting her back in the mix too so that's right you know it's it's you're you're looking at at all those things but I think I think Houston's maybe walking out the winner I think uh in this one and I would have I would have loved to have seen Chicago maybe be able to follow a a similar blueprint especially in light of the players that they lost and how they lost them and what they got back uh, where it was just roster protection. Um, well, and it's, so. yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just getting creative with it. Right. I mean, it's, it's again, facilitating player wishes, but, but, but trying to find interesting ways to do that so that it just makes sense, you know, getting creative with it too. And like, I think we also talked a little bit about in, in the previous episodes is that we had a lot of questions because there are a lot of questions around Chicago Red Stars right now. It's like, how are these deals getting made? Like who is making these decisions? Right. Who's in the room when it all happens. Right. Not to bring in like musicals into this, but like 
what what's what's going on there never apo- never apologize for bringing musicals into this and then era. not in wanna this be, space want to be in the room where it happens right <laughs> um but i think maybe like maybe that's the another update that we can give listeners on that as well uh you know after uh some time the chicago wrestlers did put out you know an additional statement and talk it's a little it was a little bit of here hey here's actually what we're doing and how it's happening and sort of putting out a list of what they're doing that saying that yes we're still um conducting a search for head coaches there are two big events that are going to be taking place they're not in the expansion draft but they're looking ahead to the draft that's going to be taking place coming up. And, uh, you know, they've got Rade as the sort of interim, you know, head coaching figure. Uh, Julian Stitch is still in the mix as the uh, assistant coach. And then they also listed uh, the chief business officer. Uh, obviously, ownership and investors are included in all this as well. So it's kind of like a collective party kind of thing. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't the Chicago Red Stars, per se, as we've been seeing in a lot of these statements that sort of just end with Chicago Red Stars said or said the Chicago Red Stars. There still weren't a ton of names that were thrown out into this announcement either, aside from from uh, Rade or, or Julian Sitch. Um, but a little bit of something to point to, I guess, if you're one of the, you know, followers of this team that is, are, is looking for something to point to and, and, and hold account, uh, accountable. So that's maybe something that we could take a look at. Um, that we will probably take a look at after this upcoming regular draft takes place on um, on Saturday. And people probably listen to this will might be hearing it adjacent to that or post that. Uh, but for now, the Chicago Red Stars have a number of picks coming up in this draft. And I'm going to be looking for, you know, trying to see if they, they're going to utilize them um, and just make straight picks or if they're going to try to navigate the draft like they have typically done in, in the past, where maybe they're going to try to make some deals or, or something like that. Are, are you looking or holding your breath for anything uh, from Chicago in this event, Claire? Honestly, if I were the Red Stars, I know this goes against their philosophy, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest in this draft that much at all. I think that you have a top five, a top six in terms of talent. And then I think there's a big drop-off. Chicago isn't currently in the first round. So I don't know what assets they would have to give up to, to, to trade back in. It would probably be money. We're seeing picks moving for money. I don't know how much money Chicago has at the moment um, after signing those, those four major allocation deals. Um, No, I think I would just pick, I'll just pick, or again, trade out if other people want those picks and you want to sell them for cash, sell them for cash. Um, I, it's boring, but I, there's going to be, there's going to be three starting ready players picked up at the top of this draft. I don't think that's unfair to say. Yeah. And Chicago doesn't have any of those, nor should they move for them. So it's like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in agreement with you. Hopefully, um, hopefully there will be some buyers out there who are interested in that, but, but we'll, we'll see. I'm not too sure. I think maybe it might just be. A scenario where they find themselves just with those later picks and they're going to make those later picks just for the sake of making those later picks. And if that is a scenario, honestly, I hope they do make the picks. I hope they don't kind of tap out and hit, yeah. you know, hit the pass button. Uh, nothing irks me more than hitting the, the pass, pass, yeah. pass button, <laughs> not even in an expansion draft. But in a regular NWSL, yeah, draft, draft the kid. Oh, Come on, draft those players, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, give them the option. They can yep. always tell you no, or you can always tell That's them. That's right. No. Give them a shot. Give them a shot. It is what it is. Uh, but the offseason has been wild, and we wanted to maybe take a second to kind of wax poetic about that too, because you know we're two people who, 
you know, got our start in this space, like on real independent levels. We took a gamble on ourselves and say, hey, let's niche out a space just for Chicago Red Stars coverage. We both agreed, like, no one is ever going to do it better than us. Let's like do this thing together. Um, and like now we're doing all kinds of work for other places as well. And like watching all of this off season chaos happen. I don't want to say it felt comfortable or nice, but what I really loved seeing out of this is just watching all of the work. I hate to, I hate to uphold anything that's like hustle or grind culture because I am not about that, but I have, uh, my heart has just absolutely swelled watching all of our colleagues just like doing what they're doing during this time whether it's been like on their own independent channels or freelancing and other outlets, the, the energy that's happening right now in terms of the coverage of the women's soccer landscape as a whole is in a place where I don't think we anticipated it could have been when some of us started getting our starts in these areas. And it has been just like a real, real delight to see. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been, it's been wild, right? I mean, I think we talk about the need for free agency, um, in, in NWSL. And I do think that we need that, but I think this is obviously the closest we've ever gotten to a free agency period, um, ever in, in NWSL history. Um, I think that the double expansion has opened things up incredibly in a way that is very exciting. Um, you know, I think that the NWSL for the last couple of years has been, very, I don't know the right put. It's been very, it's like a pressure cooker kind of just like there's, there's not enough teams and there's too much talent and there's too much team control. And we've, we've had a lot of things happen at once that has allowed sort of this explosion of activity. And part of it too, is a changing, a hopefully a changing of norms in how we talk about this stuff too. Right. Like a changing of norms of like San Diego, I mean, people were laughing, right? But San Diego announcing that Alex Morgan deal before it was done. I was like, you know what? Hey, okay. Why not? why not? Let's talk about it. You know, well, like trying stuff, man. Yeah. Um, you know what it, you know what it, it mirrored for me and not that this is a transition, but it is, it is a, a foreshadowing. It mirrored to me some real CP3 to Chicago vibes. Mm, and I loved, yeah. I loved it a lot because it was like, yeah. Is Alex Morgan possibly going to return to California to one of these sides maybe right you know we're going to see it but like obviously as this these two events like got closer it got a little bit more real right those conversations obviously got a little bit more serious and then it got it got teased right it got room hey rumored Alex right. Morgan to San Diego right and I believe it was Meg Linehan shout out to the homie breaking it first right mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's like, that, that's the gospel, right? So it's like, once that drops, it's like from Meg Linehan, you're like, there's a 90, there's like almost a near hundred percent hit rate on this. And you're just waiting for that, but it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. It's cool. Like you're yeah. talking about it the whole time until it actually does get officially announced. And I remember that happening with Candace Parker, right? There was a leak. It got talked about and talked about and talked about. And guess what? When they made it official with a press conference and everything from, you know, Chicago Sky, it got talked about more yep. and more and more. And I loved it, man. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I even the thought that I've had 
recently, which is just kind of a funny one, which is just because you just, you get caught up in your own little processes or whatever is like the conversation online and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, there are like two brand new fan bases that were welcoming into this league. I was just like, it's just like more people. That's exciting. It's literally more people um, who, yeah. who are going to have teams to get invested in. And you don't really think about it until you are, are confronted with it. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. Like you have media in California being like, what the heck is going on? And us being like, well, here's kind of an explainer of what's going on. Um, or, or yeah, fans just, it's, it's good for excitement. It's good for, and, and it's good for the NWSL. And, and I talk, I've talked about the bet, this balance off and on. It, it's just good for the NWSL to be treated like a sports league, not yeah. something that is like precious or secret yep. or niche or like needs to be whispered about or yeah. anything like that. It's, it's a sports keepy. league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, I'm in agreement with you on there. Yeah. And honestly, like in terms of tying like all of these sort of concepts to, to Chicago it's like we hear we heard all we hear all the time in this league that you know competition breeds the best right mm -hmm. and I would argue that that same sentiment echoes true for the franchises mm -hmm. the front offices that are negotiating all of these things moving forward um you see these two California sides coming in and Angel City in particular just sort of busting down any of the gates that were gatekeeping yeah. this league and really forcing things to change. And I would even argue maybe like the Kansas city ownership group yep. also, yep. you know, doing that as well. Louisville trying to like make sure that their team, that their organization is, is still constantly talked about in terms of their facilities and things that they offer. It um, seems like the new Orlando ownership too have come in. Well, like it's a big reset, but they've come in with some plans to really shake things up as well. And so the shakeup yeah. in Orlando, the shakeup in Orlando has been a secret driver of a lot of yeah. this stuff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not looking anymore at just like, yeah, like let's look at these teams and, and, and these rosters and like, how they have all of these like monsters and beasts, right? Like on their, on their talent, in their talent pool. So their training environments must be intense and they must be like, right. I insane. And like cracking those starting 11s must be really tough and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's something that we've heard specifically in Chicago. You heard mm -hmm. it from teams in North Carolina, or you heard it, you know, teams in Portland. So I'm also looking for that when it comes to franchises as a whole. Yeah. You cannot look at this current, month not even just this current couple of weeks that we've been but this current month and this last year for angel city in particular and then this current month with san diego really kind of cranking things up themselves and not say well actually they're changing things up in a number of ways so it's not going to be just about what's happening on the pitch it's got to be everything that's happening off of it as well your staff your resources everything that you're providing to make your franchise a lucrative place uh, for players to want to be there, A, and to continue to be profitable, quite frankly. Um, so it's been an exciting time. And uh, I'm excited to see what's on the horizon for, for 2022. Speaking yeah. of Candace Parker, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pivot. That's a great pivot. Go for it. Speaking of Candace Parker, though. This is Chicago Red Stars podcast, but you know that whenever we get a chance to talk about Chicago Sky, we are going to take it and run with it. And while all of these ridiculous, like awesome, fun things have been going on in the offseason window for the league uh, and for ourselves and for our colleagues and being able to cover all that, a really cool thing happened 
for Chicago Sky and Candace Parker. She recently posted on Instagram all these beautiful photos of her and her wife mm-hmm. and her daughter and their, their soon-to-be baby because they are both expecting. So the family is growing. And it was a delight. It was absolutely a delight because uh, Candace Parker is somebody who has always sort of preached and practiced uh, privacy. Mm-hmm. Very, very sort of crowded and invasive world, right? But just sort of putting it out there that like, hey, like she's been married for a couple years. This is their wife. And here's the baby bump and that they're massively hyped about it. And Claire, seeing this, the way that this sustained me through the <laughs> remainder of the week. Yeah. My God. And I the energy it gave me, dude. I was thrilled. Yeah. It was- it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, that is just so nice. And <laughs> it's rare. It's rare just to have a nice thing happen. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought it was also, it, it's one of those sort of interesting things, right? You talk about the element of privacy, right? Like, um, you know, Candace Parker has some pretty clear boundaries of just like what she wants to talk about and what she doesn't want to talk about. And you know, certainly around, you know, WNBA championship weekend, like people were at those games and, and saw Candace Parker's circle there and were like, Oh, okay. And then you are just like, well, they'll, they'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and, and, and they got to, and it's, I do think it's also, you talk about things that are rare. Like it's rare to, it's rare to be so respected by everybody that they also respect your privacy. And I think that that is just a testament to like the, the thing around her that, that she's built and she's created. And I think that, um, yeah, no, it's lovely. Right. It's just lovely. It was like a, it was like a Christmas came early Yeah, (laughs) for everybody. It was, uh, it was nice to see. I was like, Oh, well, that's, that's nice. And it well, it's just- also, it's also just, again, like it's one of those moments too. It's like one of those data points where you just sit back and you're like, Oh, I love that Candace Parker plays for the Chicago sky. You know, like I, that was literally my reaction <laughs> yeah. when yeah. I was like seeing it and quote tweeting it. I was like, I am just never going to believe this is real. Like I'm one of those yeah, TikTokers right. talking about like, this isn't my real life. Like right. I'm in another realm, like something happened. Cause I just like, I keep thinking, I think about, if I think about it too long, I start going down that rabbit hole yeah. and I'm like, this isn't, there's no way this is real. Like I'm dreaming. Yeah. Like right. this is like a scenario in my, my, the, the, head, the you made up. Yeah. Right. Has yeah. Made up. yeah. Candace Parker yeah. came home to Chicago and won a championship and in her first year. Won a championship with the Chicago sky mm-hmm. and celebrated with her family. That includes her wife <laughs> and her daughter. And yeah. there's to be baby. It's like, it's just like, I, it's unbelievable. But, uh, if I didn't have so many connections to tether me right to this, this planet, I'd, I'd maybe feel otherwise, but it's, it's, li- it's a literal walking dream, man. Yeah. Like, it, and it's just for lack of a better word, it's also just so fucking cool. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I think if, um, fandoms have taught us anything that sometimes people really just want really cool fucking things to root for. Yeah. And that's something like sometimes it ain't about championships. Sometimes it's just like having a cool team and with cool people who do cool things. Yeah. Um, and that is like really fun about the Chicago sky because they have both, they have yeah. champions and cool people. So that's a uh, really, really cool. Um, I like it 
I love it. Claire, are we hitting the people with anything else before we peace out? Yeah, I know. Like full disclosure, we got we're we're recording this on Friday. It's a busy day of of press conferences and whatnot. Um, yeah. What else do we have? Do we have anything? Um, well, we can maybe give a little preview. I do want to let the good people know. Yeah. That we're not going to abandon you right away for the holidays. We do yeah. have plans to do a little bit of a holiday episode for you all coming up. So stay with us, right? But I do uh, think that it's also a good time to let everybody know that probably. Uh, once that episode comes out, Claire and I are going to take a little bit of a holiday break because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> one, one week completely off, I think is, is the vibe. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so probably like Christmas through new year's and we'll yeah. probably see everybody in 2022. Um, and hopefully there will be some updates. Um, yeah, Chicago set, right. Chicago set an internal and public deadline to name a head coach in January. They said. Um, they hit a lot of points of who's going to have input. Um, haven't heard anything specifically from ownership. Uh, that has not changed. Um, and then, yeah, they need players. I, I don't know. We'll see the European transfer window opens in January. I mean, again, I'd be surprised if this was a huge destination, but. Oh, they, they, you know, with they, they need some players. We yeah. gotta, gotta see it, you know, you know, the great. Aguila, Sarah Luber. I, I was just going to say, I was actually just going to say, yeah. You can't right. do it all. Fam. Yeah. Right. The, the great, the great hope of the Chicago red stars, Sarah yeah. Luber. Club America's Aguila. That's right. Sarah Luber <laughs> is going to be, <laughs> is going to make her return. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. We will, we will watch. We yeah. will stay tuned to watch this space. We'll, yeah. we'll find out uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But no, uh, maybe that too. Maybe want to let the people know, hey, the grand final. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Friday night, Chicago, Monday night. Yeah. Besides the, the Red Stars and yeah. the Sky, we're also big fans of Liga Amekis Feminil. And uh, you could probably catch Claire and I sweeting about it and, and watching that yeah. uh, and watching uh, former Chicago Red Stars. Maria Sanchez probably doing cool stuff. Yeah. In that as well. This is probably um, her her big her big finale, right? With might be your send off, so, right? Yeah, Houston yeah. Houston has has They're moving. Uh, sounds like they made a commitment. So yep. uh, looking forward to, to seeing that. So uh, everybody watch the drafts. Uh, if you get a chance, pay attention to Chicago, see what they're doing there. Uh, continue holding it down in the Red Star space. And uh, we'll be back. Everybody, we want to thank you all for listening. If you've enjoyed what we've rambled off here and are looking forward to what we ramble about in the future, just know there's a ton of ways to support us. Most direct way to do that is on our Patreon. Find a tier that works for you. Subscriptions start at 2 to $25. If you can't do it financially, we get it. Holidays are tough. Things are rough all over. Follow us on social media channels. You could do that. Twitter, Instagram, Southside Trap Pod, One Letter P. Find us on streaming services, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Leave us a rating and review. That stuff helps us out so, so much. Get vexed, get boosted, wear your mask, continue your support of black players and black life. And we'll be back soon with a holiday episode, y'all. Take care. <laughs>